Today, we are starting a brand new series, and y'all know how I feel about series, right? We call these, uh, I don't know what we can, what, do y'all remember what we call these guys, like a string of sermons, a string of topics, y'all. Behind the camera are some really beautiful men over here that are working and helping us out. So, uh, they can, y'all can say amen to, if I say something good today, y'all need to, there we go. Yeah, come on, because I need some, I need some help on today. I might preach a little bit today, I'm excited. So, we're starting this new series, or string of topics, called Reset. What are we resetting? Over the next three weeks, We're going to reset our focus, we're going to reset our community, and we're going to reset our worship. And so what I want you to do right now while you're watching this, go ahead and start a watch party on Facebook. I'm hoping that many of you are already in a physical watch party with people in living rooms all over Dixon, Humphreys uh, counties, okay? Now, so today, our very first part of this is we're going to talk about resetting our focus, Resetting our focus. Our, our, what are we resetting our focus on, Pastor? Several different things, but first and foremost, we're going to reset our focus on Jesus. I want us to go to Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to go to verse 2, okay? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says this. Looking to Jesus, in other words, setting your focus, getting your eyes, getting everything set again on Jesus, the author and finisher uh, or the one, as one translation says, the perfecter of our faith, right? He says this, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of things we can fix our eyes on right now. Would you agree? I mean, the, the news media is nuts. Some of your neighbors may be nuts. I mean, right now your spouse could be nuts. It just depends on how things are going, right? So there's got to be somewhere where our focus is fixed because what will happen is this. What happens with our focus is that we tend to drift our focus to the shiniest, the loudest, and sometimes even the most dramatic thing in our lives. But the scriptures is teaching us here that if we're going to continue in peace, if our faith is going to be perfected, if God is going to do something substantial in our life, we've got to fix our eyes on the one who fixes our eyes. Let me say it to you again. We have to fix our eyes on the one who fixes our eyes. He adjusts our vision. He adjusts what we're looking at. He gets inside of our mind and begins to rearrange the optical illusions that we've created in our own life and our own mind and that make Maybe even the enemy of our life has even put in our minds. He's saying to you, I want you to fix your focus. Fix your eyes on something that's greater. As one of the, as the writer in Psalms would say, looking to the hills from which cometh my help. Because my help comes from the Lord. Where does my help come? It comes from the Lord. But you have to look to the hills. You have to lift up your eyes and focus. God told Abraham, lift your eyes, Abraham. Look up. Why? Because that's where our focus has to be. Now, let me, I'm going to stick to some of my notes, okay? I want to show you today an example. So this is a Canon Mark, a Canon 5D Mark III camera, and it's a great, great portrait camera. I mean, this thing does great, great work. But you know, there's a, there's a thing on this called autofocus, and the autofocus works great uh, if you press the button. But here's what I can tell you about the autofocus. If I don't take time to press 
the button the proper way, the autofocus doesn't work. And so everything around me, no matter how much I point and shoot, no matter what I look at through the, the viewfinder, it doesn't matter unless that autofocus is on, it's going to be out of focus every time I try to snap a photo. A couple of years ago, actually maybe three years ago, Amber and I were in London and I took this camera, well, not this actual one, but one like it. And uh, oddly enough, when I got there, I was so excited because somebody let me borrow their camera and their lenses and it was so stinking cool. We were taking all kinds of photos. Some of you may have even seen those photos. Well, even though the autofocus was on, I still couldn't get the photos to come into complete focus and I didn't know why. So I called from London, the guy who let me borrow the camera, and I said, hey, John Cody, Man, what's going on with this camera? The autofocus is on, the lens is right, everything's happening, but it's still out of focus. And he said, I want you to look up at the very top of the camera, and you may not can see this, you might can. There's a little wheel right here. There's a little dial right here on the camera that if you click it just a few times, you may can hear that in the microphone, it doesn't really matter. Here's the deal. Based on a minor adjustment on this dial, on this wheel, determines whether the viewfinder itself would be in focus. So here's my point. It doesn't matter if this part of the camera is in focus. If the viewfinder, the thing that I'm looking through is out of focus, everything else will be as well. So what about your life? Is your viewfinder, your mind, your heart, is it out of focus? Are you depending on Christ Jesus to adjust the viewfinder in your life, to adjust the focus in your life? Are your eyes fixed where it needs to be? And I'm gonna just be really, really blunt and Frank here, you guys know me by now, if your eyes is on CNN, it's out of focus. If your eyes are on Fox News or MSNBC or even Facebook, it's out of focus. What he's saying to you is, will you believe my word more than you believe in news media station? Will you put your focus in my word more than anything else? Or will you allow something external that is something you're having to focus on to rob you of your joy and your peace? I remember when I was a kid, Polaroid cameras were a huge deal right? You could point it, shoot it, and the, and the photo would pop out of the bottom of it. And you know what I realized about a Polaroid camera? It was kind of wild. It might have been an instantaneous uh, piece of photo paper, right? But it took time to develop after it was exposed to light. What happens? Well, I had to have a certain amount of exposure to light for it to develop. So, when we are readjusting our focus, readjusting our life, there has to be the proper amount of the light of the Word of God hitting what we are seeing, hitting what we are viewing, or guess what happens? The picture doesn't turn out the way we had hoped. It will be blurry, it will be messed up, it will not be what it needs to be. And he's saying to me, will you fix your eyes? He's saying to you, will you fix your eyes, your focus back on me so that when the photo does appear, it's not blurry, it's not messed up, but it's fully developed into what I want it to be. That's what he's asking us today. So, the light of the world or the light of the word, one of those two things are gonna be what it's gonna expose your heart. The light of the world or the light of the word, that's gonna be the thing that's going to expose what you've been focusing on. The light of the world will reveal the lack of peace that you have. The light of the world will reveal the lack of uh, joy you have in your life, but the light of the word of God will reinforce that Jesus is king. Even in the middle of this pandemic, even while I'm sitting at my kitchen table preaching, 
He's still Lord, whether we're physically in a building or not. He's still Lord. Why? Because our focus is not on the external. Our focus has to be on the eternal. Let me say that to you again. Our focus cannot be on the external. Our focus has to be on the eternal. That's what matters. So Hebrews 12, 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer or the author and the perfecter or the finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising, or as one translation says, scorning the shame. You know, I love this. I'm going to take a little left-hand term here. Did you ever know that the only thing Jesus ever despises in the Bible is shame? He doesn't despise your sin. He despises the shame that is attached to your sin. Why? Because he knows if you live in shame, sin will continue. Did you get that? Let me keep going, okay? He sat down at the right hand on the throne of God. So why should I adjust my focus back on Jesus, Pastor Matt? Why is that so important? Well, number one, let's go back to the passage. Hebrews chapter 12, he is a pioneer. Okay, so why would I focus on the pioneer? Well, because a pioneer creates new things. And trust me, in this old world that we're living in, in this broken society, in our broken dreams, in our broken families, in our broken marriages, we need the pioneer Jesus to start something new in our heart. We need the power of the Holy Ghost to birth something new in us, to speak a prophetic word in our life to give us hope. We need the voice of the pioneer saying, I still create new things in you. Behold, the old things have passed away, all things become new. And I'm telling you today, prophetically, under the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit, the pioneer is still working in your life. Philippians 1.6 says this, that we can be confident in this one thing, that he which began a good work in you, in other words, the thing he pioneered then, he will be faithful to perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. You can be rest assured that Jesus is at work. He is working through the agent and the power of the Spirit to pioneer something new in your life. That's why we have to fix our eyes on the pioneer. Well, who else is Jesus then? Well, he is the perfecter. He is a perfecter. We have to fix our eyes on the perfecter. Why? Because he makes broken things whole. He takes our mess. He takes the broken stuff in our lives and he begins, begins to perfect us. Here's the, here's the beautiful thing about Jesus. When he doesn't take me out of my brokenness, he uses my brokenness to take things out of me. Can y'all say amen to that, fellas? <laughs> when he doesn't take me out of my brokenness, he uses my brokenness to take things out of me. So let me encourage you and say this. He's going to win either way. And you're going to win either way. Why? Because the perfecter is at work. He's working it out behind the scenes, in the shadows. The perfecter is working. This is why we have to re focus. We have to reset our focus in this season and in this life because the perfecter is at work. Next, he's the one who knows how to endure. This is why we have to reset our focus because he's the one that can teach us to, to endure all things. He endured the cross. Why? There was a joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. If anybody was going to endure anything horrible, it would be Jesus enduring the cross. And in fact, he endured that cross for you. You can endure this cross for him. 
enduring through this thing. You have the endurer. It's like we have the energizer bunny, right? Living on the inside of us. He never quits. He never stops. He's always enduring. Cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. The best translation of that is cast all your cares on you because he takes those cares and carries them for you. He's enduring it for you and with you. Why do we reset our focus on Jesus? Because he refuses to allow you to live in shame. Despising the shame, he endured the cross. We have a shame despiser in Jesus because he knows what shame has done to you. He knows what shame has done to me. It drives us deeper into pain. It pushes us deeper into sin. And he says, I refuse to allow you to live in that. So much so that I'm not going to despise what you do. I'm going to despise the thing that made you do it. Shame. Why do we have to reset our focus? We have to reset our focus on the one who is resting in authority. And can I tell you, my friend, if he's seated at the right hand of the Father at rest on the throne of grace, you can rest assured that he is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's not just the beginning and the end. He's everything in between, and he's at rest. And because he's at rest, you now have a Sabbath rest, as the scripture says. There now remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. I'm asking you, chill out and trust Jesus. The world's coming to an end. I've heard that ever since I was a kid. And guess what? It's 2020 and we're still here. Why? Of his kingdom, there shall be no end. This world was made for his kingdom. And as long as Jesus is in people, his kingdom is here. You need not fret. You need not worry. Jesus has got this thing worked out today. So here's what I want to encourage you to do today. I want you to starve your distractions by resetting your focus. Starve your distractions by resetting your focus. How do you starve your distractions? It begins right here. It begins right here. You go, Pastor, I don't like reading the Word. Then your, then your distractions are going to win. I don't, I, don't even th I don't know how to read the Bible. Just, just begin with Matthew chapter 5. It's the Beatitudes. It's Jesus' greatest sermon. Matthew 5, 6, 7, and 8 will change your life. Just take And just read one verse a day. We're not asking you to memorize the Bible here. We're just saying take time to read the Word. Starve the distraction by resetting your focus on God's Word. Okay? Next, I want to tell you this. Every time, hands down, you will get what you focus on. In fact, one of the spiritual principles that I love to preach about is this. You become what you behold. The thing that I look at the most, the thing that I feed the most, that's what I become. So you get what you focus on. And if you focus on drama, you get drama. If you focus on pain, you get pain. Sure, do those things come up randomly? Absolutely. But when they do, I can reset my focus and go, no, not in my life, or as my friends would say, not today, devil, right? You get what you focus on. If I focus on the goodness of God, then I'm going to live in the goodness of God. If I focus on the grace of the Lord Jesus, then I'm going to live in the grace of the Lord Jesus. These are universal principles, and you can say, but that doesn't work for me. It's because you haven't worked it. The thing, that, the thing that doesn't work for you is because you haven't worked it. You can't blame anybody but you for not working the principles of the Word of God. So reset it. 
reset it and refocus today. Find something to focus on that's good in your life and watch what happens to your mind, your heart. My gosh, even your blood pressure will go down, right? This is resetting it. I love what Tony Robbins says. Your life is controlled by what you focus on. Your life is controlled by what you focus on. Where your focus is, your energy flows. Where your focus is, your energy flows. That's just true every single time. Whatever I'm focusing on, I'm gonna put my energy, whether it's mental, spiritual, physical, and even monetary energy into that thing. So today, church, I'm encouraging you. I'm admonishing you even. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of your faith. He's endured it. You can endure it. So right now at the Table Church, I'm asking you to reset your focus on being a part of this local church. We've heard so many uh, things back from the survey that Wendy sent out to you guys, and we were kind of shocked and blown away by how many people said, we're just happy that we get to be a part of the Table Church, whether it's online or in person. Of course, there's always gonna be complainers. You have that no matter what you do, right? And we let the complaints, we, 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 we look at the complaints and go, are they valid? Are they not? Some are, some are not. So regardless of where you land in this, whether you're happy with it being completely online right now, whether you want it to be online and in person, whether you believe in COVID or not, you know, we've, there's, all, there's, there's opinions across the spectrum. Regardless of where you are in that, here's what works for every single person. Reset your focus on Jesus. Not on, a, not on a pandemic. Not on whether we're meeting in a physical building or not. My question is, are we meeting with Christ right where we are? Are we reading the Word of God right where we are? Or are we using not meeting in a physical location as a crutch in our faith? I hope that's not the case for you. Because you know what I have found about my life? I can know Jesus whether I'm riding in my car or whether I'm sitting in a pew. And I hope that's the same thing for you. Now, do we have plans to move forward in the future? Of course, we've told you about Backyard Revival, right? August 30th, it's gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be great at Holland Park and Dixon. We'll be able to meet. Of course, we'll have to social distance. We'll have to do all of the above, right? But we will get to meet and we're working hard on what that looks like in September, October, November. And trust me, we're looking for a building continually, right? No doubt. But while we're doing those things, Here's my question. I want you to lean in with me here, okay? Listen, will you reset your focus with me? Will you reset your focus with me? And let's concentrate on what really, really matters. And that is our relationship with Jesus. So the next two weeks, we're gonna have part two and part three of Reset. Next week, we're gonna talk about resetting community. And then the last week, we're gonna talk about resetting worship. Why? Because that following week, we're gonna meet and we're gonna throw down and have a little bit of church, right? I mean, in person with everybody, hands raised. Some of y'all gonna be dancing around like some fools and I'm excited about it because I might be doing that with you, right? But until then, what will you do with your focus? Reset it, get it right. Keep your heart guarded. Keep your heart in the right place concerning where we are as a local church. Let me tell you something. The table church is alive and well. Giving is alive and well. People's interaction online throughout the week is alive and well. Don't get left out of that. 
just because your focus may not be where it needs to be. So here's what I'm gonna be asking you guys to do. How do we reset our focus? Number one, I shared with you today, fix our eyes on Jesus. Next week, we'll talk about resetting community. A lot of information there, and I'm gonna ask a big thing of you next week, so I want you to prepare for that, okay? I'm gonna ask a really big thing of you next week, okay? So be prepared for that. And then the third week, resetting our worship. And it has to do with the next week's message as well. Those are kind of work together, okay? Here's what I wanna do today. I wanna pray for you. And I wanna ask you to ask the Holy Spirit who already lives inside of you, right? He does, amen? Type it on the screen, amen? He lives inside of you. I wanna pray that you ask him to help you reset your focus on the one who matters, and that is Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Let me pray for you, and before I do, I wanna let you know there's a second part of this video coming that you need to know about, and it has a big thing to do with our church and a transition uh, for our church, so I need you to hang tight and not dismiss this after the prayer because you need to know this information, okay? So let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today. And Holy Spirit, I even sense you while I'm preaching this message right now. Holy Spirit, I ask today that those who are watching, those who are on a Facebook Live, maybe they're watching on a mobile app, you know, maybe they're watching on YouTube Live, wherever they're looking, wherever they're watching, maybe it's on the church website, that you help them reset their focus. Maybe it's even in their job that their focus is off and they've lost a lot of peace through this. Help them to reset their focus on that. Maybe they're worried about the CDC and the World Health Organization and this pandemic and what the president's saying or what they don't feel like the president is saying enough or what um, uh, everything's happening in the, in the political arena. I'm asking you to help them to reset their focus on you because you are not a politician, you are a king. You are not a politician, you are a king and one that we can be happy to surrender our lives. So I ask you to help them and to help me lead, to help our team lead, and we're gonna see God do great things, continually to do great things at the Table Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Well guys, before we go today, I wanna to encourage you to give. Go to thetablechurch.cc slash give. You can give on the mobile app. You can give online, of course, at the address I just shared. It's actually on the screen right now as well, okay? Re Set. Let's go, okay?